1: He won't bite, he's just a small baby. A little shy? That's okay, I am too. Your friends rushed off and wanted to go tell the world. I think that's how they put it. And what a thing they have to tell. You know, I was visited by an angel too, it's true. He told me that my boy would be great. Son of God, he said, king of angels, king of all. Do you think they'll understand the people? Will they come to worship him? Will they accept him? It's just look around. Not exactly a palace, is it? Noisy animals hay, of all things, for a bed, and that stench, for everything he is, this isn't enough. Sometimes I just watch him, adore him. I thought I knew what love was until he came along. My mother gave this to me. A gift of love, she called it. I've worn it out. While we were preparing for the trip to Bethlehem, I told Joseph I wanted to bring it. He said, no, we must pack light. I brought it anyways. A baby needs a blanket. Yes, they will come. The faithful will come. How could they not? He will be great and mighty. He was born the king of angels. He is all of this and so much more. When you go tell my young friend, make sure you tell them that he is an incredible gift of love.
0: Thank you, Sarah and Chatham. Would you please pray with me? Oh, God, we gather as your people because of the gift of love, the gift of love that you have given us through the person of Jesus. Help us as we are in the midst of this this busy season Help us to not only pause, but help us to take in this message so that we may be like the shepherds and go share that message with others. So, Lord, we pray this, and we pray that you let the words of my mouth and the meditation of each heart here be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Amen. Now you can tell things are, are, are changing around here, can't you? I mean, last last week we had the uh, communion table set up over here. Now we have the manger scene up on the platform. We may have a little bit more lights in the sanctuary just to, to proclaim and to bring light into the world. You may have a lot of changes around in your life right now. A lot of things that are different than there were maybe last year. You may have you may see that that the, the streets are, are are more lit up and more ready to proclaim that, that Christmas is here. We in the church, we are preparing too. And last week we heard from Isaiah about the prophecies of a baby that will be born and, and it was a reminder for us that, that we're not yet at Christmas, that, that, that Christmas is not here yet, but but we are preparing ourselves for that celebration of Christmas. And today, we, we kind of step a little bit into the Christmas story by looking at, at Mary and the Christ child and the shepherd at the manger, but, but it's a reminder of us that, that something happened before, that, that there was a story that that somehow and sometimes we, we have a tendency just to, to look over. And we have a tendency to look over the person of Mary and the importance that she plays into this nativity story or, or this Christmas story. If we were to take a look at the uh, church calendar, uh, the second Sunday of, of Advent Is called the Feast of the Immaculate Conception. And basically what that means, it's remembering that this Sunday we celebrate the angel Gabriel coming to Mary and and giving her the news that that she is going to be the one who will give birth to the Christ child this past uh, February. Uh, had a chance to go with uh, several people in our congregation to the Holy Land. A- and when we were there, we went to Nazareth. And, and we had the opportunity to go by the uh, Church of the Incarnation, or, or the church where uh, th- historically they say this is the place where, where Gabriel came to Mary to announce that she would give birth to the Christ child. I, I was excited to go this year because uh, 10 years ago I went to the Holy Land and we, we kind of went around Nazareth and, and our tour guide reminded us that there's nothing good that comes from Nazareth and it's still kind of that way today, that it's kind of a dangerous place and you didn't want to get down into the midst of, of Nazareth. But we went anyway and uh, this, this last time and, and we got to park our bus several blocks away and, and make the journey down the streets of Nazareth to, to the church. And, and it's a beautiful see, uh, setting, you know, a big, giant church. There, 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 are, sta- there are, are icons or pictures of Mary from all over the world. And when you walk into the church, there is a stairwell that, that leads down to, to this specific room. And they say that this is, traditionally, this is Mary's house. This is where she was when the angel Gabriel came and proclaimed that she would give birth to the Christ child. And it's a very holy place. It, it, it's a place where you can feel the story taking place around you. And, and from that time... In my mind, I started to think, you know, maybe we as as Protestants, maybe we don't give enough credit to who Mary is. That's kind of taken a little bit more life as, as, as I move through this year, hearing some remarkable women proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ, women like Beth Moore like uh, Carolyn Moore. They're not related, but they're very powerful women preachers. Women like Miriam Swafford, who is a up-and-coming young woman who, who preaches her heart out and shares a powerful message of Jesus Christ. And I'm sitting here thinking about this Mary, this, this Mary that we talk about during the Advent Christmas season, but how she is such a dynamic character that that we tend to just bypass. And we bypass her like, uh, like Clint Howard or Brian Doyle Murphy. Y'all know who they are? Clint Howard, I got a picture up here of them. Clint Howard, that is Ron Howard's younger brother. And Brian Doyle Murphy, that is Bill Murray's brother. Now, you may see them... And you go, oh, I recognize those people. You know, uh, Clint Howard, he was in the movie Apollo 13. He was in in a lot of other, he was in uh, the recently solo movie, the one that Ron Howard did. Movies that Ron Howard does, Clint Murphy, uh, Clint Howard, he, he shows up in those movies. And you go, oh, I recognize that person. But as soon as the movie's over, you, you, you tend to forget about who that person is. The same with Brian Doyle Murphy. He's been in some uh, special movies too like Christmas Vacation. He was in uh, the TV show Mal- uh, not Malcolm in the Middle uh, the Middle. And uh, you know you look at him and you go oh, I recognize him, but as soon as the screen goes black and we move on to the next thing, they're relegated as just these bit characters that we see here and there. My hope for today is as we spend this time looking at Mary, we we don't see her as a, a bit character that is just filler for the Christmas story, but we see that she played an extremely important role, a role that is alive for us today. And Mary invites us to play the role that she also played so long ago. So our scripture for this morning comes from Luke chapter two, verses 16 through 19. So hear the word of the Lord. So they, this is the shepherds that the scripture is talking about, they hurried off and they found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told, what, what had been told them about this child. All who heard it were amazed and what the shepherds had said to them. But Mary, she treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. That very last line of our scripture this morning. But Mary treasured up these things and pondered them in her heart. This morning I'm going to take a look at two things that I believe Mary treasured in her heart. Now we have to remember, at this particular point in time, we have a teenager who has just been given, who had just given birth to a baby. And and, and while we have this teenager who has has given birth to a baby, we know that a lot has happened in her story so far. I kind of laughed in our little skit where Mary talked about how she was shy. But I think when we take a look at, at what she had already seen in her own life, that Mary wasn't shy at all. She was ready to proclaim who this child that she gave birth to and and what the consequences of this child's birth meant to the whole world. See, it all started when the angel Gabriel comes to Mary and says, Greetings, you who are highly favored, the Lord is with you the first thing that we, we look and we see in, in this passage and that we remember about Mary was that God was with her. You know, we have a tendency to forget that the word Mary means a whole lot more than just, well, Mary. That, that the word Mary is an English word that, that comes from the Latin and Greek Maria. You, know, you may have heard songs uh, during this time where we talk about Ave Maria. we was talking about the Holy Mother Mary. But there's something else that we must remember about the name Maria. Is that that is the Greek and Latin translation of the Hebrew word that Mary would have been called by her people. And that word is Miriam. Now, that's a very powerful name when we think about the Old Testament history that that her mom and dad named her Miriam, which shares the name of Moses' sister. And when we look at how she shares the name of Moses' sister, we, we go back to the book of Exodus, which those who are hearing the story for the first time would have remembered how important Miriam was to the story of Moses. See, Moses was born at a time where Pharaoh wanted to kill all of the young boys. Excuse me, hold on. And, and as as Pharaoh was trying to kill the boys, Moses' mom took Moses up and put him in a basket and sent him down the river. But Miriam, she was there to protect him. Moses she, she watched as the basket went down the river and landed safely into the hands of Pharaoh's daughter. We also hear later that, that Miriam was a part of, of the journey to to Israel to the promised land and she's also high, she's also set as one of the seven most important female prophets in Old Testament. See, Miriam, she had power. But the power that Miriam had was to help the people of Israel become free from the bonds and the tyranny of Pharaoh. So how fitting that that years and years later, another Miriam is given the task. To give birth to the Christ child, to, to provide safety for him, to protect him, to help raise him, to, to see him grow as the king of the world. Somebody that would give freedom to not only just the Israelites, but also to the Gentiles to help us move to the promised land, to help us as we grow. To help us as we share God's love with others, the second thing that that I pull from this was a that Mary knew that she was designed for a special task. From Luke chapter one verses thirty-eight, after the angel comes and proclaims that she will give birth to the Christ child, she says, "I am the Lord's servant. May your word to me be." fulfilled and I don't know about you but I don't think that's pretty much words that comes from a shy little girl that comes from a girl who is ready to step out and boldly proclaim that I am the one that God has set forth to usher in the Christ child to give birth to this one who will set people free it was so bold of a statement that When Mary starts to sing her song later in Luke chapter 1, she says these words that this child will bring down rulers from their thrones, but this child will lift up the humble. This child will fill the hungry with good things, but he will send the rich away empty. I heard Beth Moore talk about this passage here recently, and she said, you know, if somebody were just to to put those two passages on on a tweet or some kind of social media post, they would be considered a wacky person. They would be considered somebody that was way out in left field, that they weren't even thinking about the implications of those texts. But see, Mary knew. Mary knew that, that when Jesus comes, Jesus doesn't come just to, to make us feel good. Jesus comes so that we may be changed. And so that we can then go out and change the world around us. So how, how do we live this out today? How do we live out the promises that God gave Mary about the Christ child today? And I know, and I said this as I was, as I was going over the sermon over this past week that I said, I'm probably going to sound like a broken record because I know that you've heard this before. But it bears repeating again. First, we must remember that God is with us. That it doesn't matter what you are going through or, or, or how your life is right now, is that God is there in the midst of your life. That's what the story of Scripture is all about. From from the beginning in Genesis, where we see God walking with Adam and Eve in the garden. From from Joshua 1, where, 9, where God reminds Joshua to be strong and courageous because I am with you. And if we go all the way to the book, of Revelation chapter 21, we are reminded that God is always with us. And we take this God with us, and and we live into the second part of what Mary proclaims to us this morning, is that redemption has come for all of God's people. It's not something that is set aside for just a select few. It's not just something that is set aside for those who attend a certain worship service or, or does a specific task, but the Christ child came so that all people may experience his love and grace and then be ushered into this new kingdom that allows us to love one another as Christ loves us. I love the scriptures that the uh, Barnes shared this morning as they lit the Advent candles because it was a reminder that God loves us. God cares for us. And the best way that God could have shown that love is by bringing a little baby so that we may live as his disciples. Let us pray. Oh God, sometimes it's easy for us to forget how important Mary was to the story. Sometimes it's easy for us to forget how each and every one of us play a part in your story. Help us to remember that through all of the trials and struggles that we may have in our lives, that you are there in our midst. And then help us to remember that because you are here, you invite us to be a part of the task of proclaiming redemption to the whole world. So God, awaken us. Fill us and allow your spirit to move within us and within this body so that we may share that Christ has come for all of your people. And we pray this in the name of the one who loves and cares for us, Jesus our Lord, amen.